Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. Um, so this is an interesting time of year for me, and I think in some ways for you, because I've been realizing that I am coming up in just a couple of weeks on my 10-year anniversary in the App Store, um, which is kind of a remarkable and scary thing. And I believe your anniversary actually was like a month ago, if I remember right. Mine was in July. July, yeah, yeah, it was a couple of months ago. So you've you you you're well past this. You've you've gone through all your nostalgia. For me, I'm I'm in the thick of my nostalgia as I kind of start thinking about coming up to this, having had this job now, I guess, for ten years. And one of the things that that is making me think about that is interesting, like not necessarily negative or positive, but just really interesting for me, is the realization that I. 10 years ago, I had absolutely no expectation that this is what I would still be doing in 10 years. That um, while I enjoyed making apps back then, and I, th- you know, it was an exciting new opportunity, it was kind of really like, it felt like it had a future and a, a growth, it, it would, I would be, I would have been very surprised if someone had told me 10 years from now, this is how you'll continue, how you'll be making your living. Um, and, you know, have been making your living this way for many years. And it just kind of makes me think about the future and um, maybe some worries that I have for the platform, some hopes that I might have for the platform and kind of like what this might look like five, 10 years from, you know, from now going forward. Um, because sometimes these things feel like they're just kind of like they'll last forever and it'll be this, this inevitable thing that, you know, I will um, continue to have a, a venue and a platform and a viable, a viable place to make a living, you know, forever, or at least for, you know, for my lifetime, which is really what I care about uh, for the purposes of something like this. And, but at the same time, I'm also sort of aware that many, you know, many platforms have come and gone in the, over the course of history. And, you know, there are many pe- people who um, have had to make changes and adapt to those changes you know, as, as things go. And as someone who is, you know, very, very focused on essentially one platform, you know, like the iOS, um, even more specifically, probably iPhone platform, you know, is my livelihood and is something that I, you know, as a result, have a, a strongly vested interest in its, you know, in, in its future. And so I think it's just an interesting thing to kind of think about some of the things that I worry about. Um, and then, you know, some of the things that get, give me hope. And I think the first place to start is even just the question of the iPhone itself as a consumer platform that is desirable and active and has lots of users. And like that is probably the area of all of these things that I have the least worries about, that it seems so ingrained in so many people's lives, um, like even sometimes in a problematic way, like it is the iPhone is so stuck into so many people's lives that that not happening, um, that, that, you know, people turning away from the iPhone or I guess going to other platforms or other smartphones or things, it feels like a very far from now problem for me. Um, it, it doesn't seem like the iPhone is going to be, you know, like a, a have big issues. Like there were times over the last 10 years where people were talking, oh, you know, cheap Android phones are going to come in and they're going to, you know, undercut the iPhone and it's all going to, you know, Apple's going to fall apart. Um, or Android's going to catch up and get good and that's going to happen. Or a Windows phone or something else is going to come along or whatever. And it seems like the platform has largely just have, has weathered all of those things. And, you know, Apple's growth um, may vary. Like some, some years they may have, um, you know, have, have, have a better run than others, but the overall just sort of like fundamental mechanics of there's whatever a billion active iOS devices in the world. 
doesn't seem like something that's going to be going anywhere anytime soon. Whenever anybody looks at technology and tries to make predictions about the present or the future, it's really tempting to go to one extreme or the other. It's really tempting to both not think anything will ever change from where it is now and like whatever conditions are now that is the right way to be and and you know that will be that way forever which as we know is never the case in technology um but it's also tempting to go the other way with predictions and say well everything always changes and things we know today are never going to within our lifetimes because actually like tech has a, has a, a large degree of of both extremes and then a lot of things in the middle you know tech has a lot of things that are in flux especially when when markets and and you know roles and everything are young you know like when when things aren't mature yet when things are still very much in flux like there could be a lot of change with you know new markets emerging markets things people hadn't thought of yet but once things te- once things get established in tech not everything sticks around for the long term but a surprising amount of stuff does like you know we if if you look at long term stuff you know if you learned web programming in the late 90s a lot of that i mean things have gotten more complex since then but if you have been doing web programming you know that entire time it's it, you can keep up with it and web programming is still here and doesn't appear to be going anywhere anytime soon and that so that you know that's been there for what 30 years almost 20 years like it's and and i don't think web programming is going to go away in the next 10 to 20 years um and possibly even longer than that and so if you if you you know hit yourself to the right boat or whatever the phrase is <laughs> i'm not good at phrases um you know if, if you if you pick the right cart to sail on then you can have most or all of a career doing one of those things that just that sticks around for a long term it's hard to necessarily see those like when they're emerging like see what's going to be there long term but there are things that are there long term if if you are like a like a low-level systems programmer and you and you wrote things and see there's going to be jobs for you there have been jobs for you for about 50 years and there will be jobs for you for probably the next 50 years <laughs> like even though there's other things that come along that try to replace it they're all going to you know be, either they're not going to be as popular as c or they're not going to fully replace it or that or, or being a systems programmer you'll be able to learn them and you'll be able to just move to a different language and it's no big deal like there's going to be low-level systems programming forever there's going to be web programming for a very long time you know there and there has been there's going to be mobile programming for a long time. The iPhone is just one example of mobile programming. You know, that's what we have today. But like, if another major mobile platform came along, you know, in a few years and and severely disrupted the iPhone such that we would have to, you know, start using it for market reasons and start developing for it for market reasons, then we would just transfer our skills. Like, people can learn a new language it's no big deal like our skills would transfer in the same way that like people who have web programming skills know about things like layout and page markup and and on-page logic and back-end logic and you know probably some stuff with databases and stuff that's all like that that is regardless of the language that is being used and then and some of the te- some of the platform details that are being used like you can have you can be a web programmer, but that doesn't mean that you have to always use JavaScript or that you have to always use CSS or that you have to always use HTML. Like those skills can transfer. You know the vocabulary. You know what you're looking for, and you can easily pick up new things as they come. Well, just like us, like as as mobile developers, if we have to all of a sudden tomorrow switch to Android, and right now we're focused on iOS, 
you know, it's going to be disruptive for a little while, but it's not going to like make it so that we don't have a career anymore. Like it, it, it would just be a new platform to learn, but we would already know about things like, well, we're going to have to have some way to display the UI in different screen sizes. We're going to have to have certain concepts of buttons and switches and navigation structures. And, and we're going to have to deal with things like push notifications and background updates. Like those are things that are just kind of inherent to being a mobile app. And so our skills would just transfer. So on some level, you know, a lot of the stuff sticks around for a very long time. And even a lot of that stuff, like, you know, a lot of the mobile stuff came from desktops uh, or came from, you know, web stuff. So you, you don't have to necessarily think you're going to be an iPhone developer forever to think that you probably have a pretty good career for the foreseeable future being a mobile developer. Yeah, and I think what's interesting to me is the, like, I think all that is absolutely right. And I think it's 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 the fascinating thing, too, of, of it's kind of a scary realization that I now, like, if I ever needed to put a, put a resume together again, I would say like, I have 10 years iPhone experience, like mobile, <laughs> like mobile development for the iPhone or for iOS. Like, and I remember early in my career having that sense of like, when I'd, you know, you'd see a job offer and it would be like, you know, looking for, you know, 10, it's like 10 plus years of experience with X platform. And it's like, wait, like, that's me now. I'm like that person. Um, yeah, that that always seemed like so impossible to achieve back when I like when because when I was looking for jobs, I had like you know three to four years experience at most in anything, and so it was it was uh, the idea of having like ten years. Like, man, those people are so old, and now that's us. Yeah, now that's us, and it's like I guess it's it's that it's that reassuring thing that and it's like a I think what you're saying is right that in the sense that like broadly speaking, like technology and the way and like the broad areas that we're working in, I think are, are fairly much established like mobile programming seems to be something that is here to stay for my lifetime um, and then i think what's even more kind of you know comforting is that i'll probably be able to just you know continue to set up camp in in the apple ecosystem and just stay here that like as much as i think i could transfer to go somewhere else like it seems like for for, for my goals in terms of just being you know a, a small independent software company like finding a home here is is, is likely going to be something that I can con- continue to do. And I mean, I'm encouraged in many ways um, by the Mac. And while it's had a complicated history recently, um, you know, there are many people I know personally who have been making, you know, they, they, they're now on their like 20, 30 year, um, you know, Mac programmer developer. And, you know, th- th- even as that platform maybe has, uh, you know, evened out or, or, or stagnated or whatever you want to say about the Mac, like there's people still just steadily making, making a good solid living there. And so, um, I think as long as, you know, it's like as long as Apple continues to want to have a developer ecosystem for the, for iOS, um, it seems like something that, um, you know, should, should be viable for us. And I think in many ways, what that makes me start to think about is then it's the, like, what is Apple going to do, um, within this ecosystem? You know, what are the things about that, that, you know, kind of give me pause or give me hope. And, you know, it's like, I think about, for example, Apple recently has been having a massive push into, uh, on subscription pricing is something that they seem like, you know, they have like, there was that, I don't know, it's like secret, not secret meeting with a bunch of app developers, um, in New York. And there's a, you know, sort of just a general sense that that's the thing that they're pushing towards, which seems aligned with the general goal that Apple has to increase their services revenue and, you know, having this, having this broad base of recurring revenue, um, is good for them. is good for us. Like, 
that's interesting in terms of like, is that good for the platform? Is that good for me? Is that, you know, right now I don't really, you know, I make the majority of my income not from subscription pricing. Um, and so it's interesting to me that's like, if that's something that Apple is going to want or to push towards or, um, you know, is there, is there a point at which I could imagine that that's something that they start to require or, you know, it, it's interesting to think about how, not that I think Apple is going to try and be malicious in any of their choices, but if they're, if they're pushing in a direction that isn't something that I would necessarily wanted to be in or was in currently, like they, they have a tremendous amount of control over me in that way. And that is like kind of worrying insofar as, um, you know, it's, it's, it's never nice to feel like you're kind of obliged to do something, but it's at the same time, you know, in the case of, in the specific case, like say subscription pricing, it's like, okay, if that's something that they're emphasizing, eventually I'll probably just find a way to make that happen. And, you know, like in my apps that have like a tip jar, maybe they'll just end up having, that'll be a subscription rather than a kind of a one-time consumable in-app purchase. And that maybe that is ultimately more fundamentally better. Maybe it's not, but you know, like there's ways to adapt to those kind of changes or pushes or emphases um, that Apple's going to do. But at the same time, maybe subscription pricing is going to be the same kind of thing as like iAd was, where it's something that, you know, Apple, I, I've, it's been, a, the platform is old enough that there have been things that were emphasis, were areas of emphasis for Apple that came and then weren't um, anymore. So it's, I don't know, it's hard to know. Apple has, App, Apple runs a tight ship and, and they, they have very strong opinions. It's, I don't know, it's, it's, if I can, if you can forgive the kind of, uh, awkward and uncomfortable metaphor when you're training a puppy to walk on a leash the puppy has a lot of opinions about what it wants to do and dogs do not take to leashes automatically it isn't instinctual to them you know they will first bite the leash and try to run in every different direction and will be very upset about the leash and eventually they learn to you know walk on the leash and you 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 find Hopefully you find a uh, kind of a happy medium where both of you are satisfied with the arrangement you have, but you are really the one in charge as the, as the owner and the dog is kind of, you know, just kind of, you know, subject to that and, and kind of giving into that at some point. Um, boy, this is uncomfortable as, as, as a developer and a dog owner, but, <laughs> uh, but that's kind of like, you know, Apple holds the leash here on this entire industry, like uh, the entire industry of, of iOS app developers, like we fought and fought for a while at the beginning, you know, don't have app review and whatever else. And, and we ultimately had no control and we ultimately lost that battle. And now we kind of have to just, you know, do you know, follow Apple's lead literally. <laughs> and, and like if, if they are, if they are, you know, directing us in a certain way as developers, there is some degree of fighting we can do. There's some degree of non-compliance that, that we can get away with. Uh, but in, in broad strokes, we still basically have to do what they want. And, so subscription pricing is is you know so in some of those areas that like that we can't fight are things like app review like yeah you know what we're stuck with app review we're stuck with in-app purchase rules and stuff like that like that's that's fine um and then there are certain things that like we can disobey them or or go a different way but it's going to be difficult for us so that's things like paid upfront apps versus free with in-app purchase or something later like you can still have a paid upfront app, but certain things will be harder for you if you do. And over time, like that ratchet just keeps getting tighter and tighter and tighter, right? And and I think subscription pricing is just one of those things. It's it's the kind of thing where like you can keep not doing that, and you, you don't have to do subscription pricing. But over time, I think they're going to make it increasingly compelling to do that. They've already done that in, in a large degree with lots of other you know factors of it. But like it, it's it's important, I think broader picture than than just this one topic broader picture i think it's important to 
look at where Apple seems to be directing us and try to find ways to minimize how you have to fight them on things. Like, make decisions in what you build or how you build it or how it looks or how it works or certain business decisions, how it makes money. Try to align most or all of those decisions with what is Apple making easy and encouraging today? Because it's so hard to fight them on really any front very hard, and it's especially hard to fight them on multiple fronts. And so if you if you kind of read the tea leaves, which usually they make pretty clear, um, <laughs> and try to figure out, like, what do they want us to be doing? What are they promoting? What are they encouraging? If you can make yourself and your apps fit into that, you're generally better off. We are brought to you this week by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and much more. And they can make all sorts of sites, whether you want an online store or a portfolio or to even host a podcast or something simpler like a blog or a site for your business. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Squarespace has it all covered for you. And they have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. Squarespace also now lets you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name and all of those award-winning templates they have are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas squarespace is so great i highly suggest next time you need to make a site try it there and you will be shocked how easy it is and how fast it is to get everything you want there squarespace plans start at just 12 dollars a month and you can start a free trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com radar when you decide to sign up make sure to use the offer code radar to get 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain and to show your support for under the radar once again that is squarespace.com radar and code radar for 10 percent off your first purchase we thank squarespace for their support squarespace make your next move make your next website so what I also think is interesting is what Apple is like, there's things like subscription pricing or things that are more um, businessy in, in their emphasis. And I also think about things that are Apple's interests that are more technical. Like I, I keep seeing like Apple seems to care so much about AR and AR kit. And it's this thing that I have no, like, I, I, I have not like I have no feelings for this platform like like it, it doesn't really make sense to me when I use it it's kind of like awkward and weird and maybe this is the thing where it's like oh in you know in two or three years technology will be different and it'll make more sense and this is just the early stages but I will say it makes me off makes me feel weird when something is clearly an emphasis for for Apple that they put a lot of time energy stage time like they are banging on that AR drum steadily um, and to not feel like I have any part of that um, really. Like I did, I've made like one toy project in AR kit just to try it, but I've never gone anything farther than that. And like that feels really weird and awkward and makes me kind of nervous. And especially when it contrasts with something that's like on the flip side where like health and fitness uh, as an, as a, as a, like a flip side where like that is also an emphasis and something that you know apple built an entire well they, i don't think they knew that they knew it at the time necessarily but they built an entire device um that's focused on health and fitness uh, in the apple watch like that has whatever it's be- asserted its life as like that is primarily how it is marketed now that it is a health and fitness tool it is a what is a a smart health guardian like it's doing a tremendous amount of stuff like 
and doing work and some of you know some of my apps being in the health and fitness area feels super comfortable feels like a really nice cozy place um to have there and it's just interesting how it contrasts so strongly with something like ar kit where it's like i i have i got nothing like if if, if this is what this, the future is then i'm 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 missing this boat cuz i don't get it I mean, I think some degree of that kind of concern is always a, he- a healthy thing to have, I think, like to be a little bit worried that like, I, I wonder if I'm missing the next big thing. Um, because, you know, part of something I, I should have said earlier, but forgot to is like when you're looking at your your career and, and trying to figure out like, you know, can can this technology last your entire career, whether it's, you know, as I mentioned earlier, like web programming or mobile programming or, or low level programming or whatever it else, whatever else it is. One thing to consider is the stage in your career that you are at and the stage in its life cycle that technology is at. Ideally, you align those things as much as possible. Ideally, when you are early in your career, you get in on something that is in its early stages and then you kind of ride it as your career goes. So like today, if you're if you're like 17 today is probably not a great time for you to invest heavily in web programming because even though i think it's going to be here a while that's going to be here a while in in more of like a boring way more of like a, a flat like low growth way if you want to both you know be relevant and be like a hot hireable talent and if you want to maximize your chances of making a lot of money you want to be in something that is early in its stages because you then as the as 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 it matures and as it grows and as its market gets shaken out, you are right there riding that early wave as you are early in your career. And then as you're later in your career, you will be an expert in that thing because you will have been doing it for a long time as it starts, you know, leveling off and maturing and, and kind of cooling. And then you can decide whether you want to jump to something else at that point, or you might decide when you're like, you know, when you're like in your forties, you might decide, you know what, you don't want that much turbulence in your career. You're happy to be in that stable place. And because you know, maybe you, focus more on family and stuff and you don't want to be like super turbulent at work and you don't want to have crazy long hours working at startups like that's a this is a very common pattern people take right and so it it is nice to align your career timing with the timing of whatever industry that you are trying to be in here um, anyway so the, all that being said um, with something like you know AR and and you know your, your your comparison of having not much interest in AR but a lot of interest in health and fitness and those being Apple's you know seeming interest right now, I would say like there's a whole lot of stuff that Apple's interested in that doesn't go anywhere that you know like they try it and it, it kind of peters out really early and that's fine. You know health and fitness I think is is going to always be a baseline. It's going to be there for a very long time, and I think you're you're totally fine there. AR is a huge question mark right now. It might be really big in the future, but it doesn't seem like that's a given. It seems like that's that's a maybe, and we we just don't know yet. If AR does get really big in the future, we might decide to adopt it, or we might decide you know what we're old, we're tired, <laughs> we're not going to, we're going to just let that one go. And, and we're going to stick, stick over here in our nice, in our nice safe areas that we know that will probably still be, you know, good, good sized markets in themselves. And the other thing is like, the world of technology is so big that even like, even among the field of iOS, like, you know, you mentioned health and fitness is your safe area. Well, right now, audio is my safe area. Those are both like things that a lot of people use but are not like the hot thing 
anymore. Like, and maybe you know, yours is at least more recent than mine. <laughs> mine was the hot thing like 20 years ago. But, um, you know, in, in neither case are we like at the bleeding edge. But that's okay because te- the world of technology, especially like the world of like what Apple's doing in mobile, is so big. You can't be super involved in all of it. Like, there's tons of stuff that iPhones can do that neither of us have ever, well, maybe not you, or maybe maybe not me, that that neither of us have, have currently, you know, working on apps for, or, you know, like, there's, I mean, heck, there's the whole world of games, which is massive, and neither of us are in it at all, right? And that's not going away anytime soon, That, but, but we're just not in it, but that's okay. Like, you know, it might turn out that AR does come out and maybe does get really big, but we don't necessarily have to do it because it's a big world. We can't do everything. So to some degree, you know, you have to be able to look at look at something that is an incoming wave and kind of decide whether to try to ride it or not. And you don't, you know, you can't catch them all. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and of course, well, it's, it's, it's an interesting analogy because it also makes reminds it reminds me of Pokemon Go, which was a big uh, like, like this big flash, it was super exciting, and then it disappeared. I mean, it still exists, like, but it's not really a thing. You know? so <laughs> it's still bigger than anything you and I will probably ever work on, but, <laughs> but it seems like it's disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, like you definitely, it's good to have that, 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 that mindset. You don't have to catch them all that like, you're not going to be able to do everything and it's okay to find something. I think as long as you find, it's like to, to sort of to, to align those two points you were making is the, is if you, if you can find something that isn't actively working against Apple's interests or your, 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 your platform of choices interests, that if you are vaguely, it's like, it's instantly butting up against edges you're probably in a good place. Like it doesn't have to necessarily be maybe the, like the, the new hotness. It can just be a, something that is likely going to be a stable part of this thing. That'll be kind of boring in some ways, but um, honestly, in some ways I kind of like the boringness in the sense that like it's, I remember the early days, like 10 years ago where it felt like I was in a constant race that I was actively racing against like these un like these, these these unknown unnamed forces that like we're all just kind of like scrambling to find our place, and I'm sure in some ways there's new uh, you know like new new platforms new interesting things that kind of you know whatever that gold rush that land rush that competition is there and in some ways I kind of like that I'm working in a marketplace that's pretty saturated like. I, I make a step counter. Like it's it's not something that's particularly new or novel. Like people have been wearing them on their belts for years, and like my you know many competitors have come and gone. Um, and in some ways, it's kind of nice to just like be part of that market saturation. That like I have my little place, my little niche, and it seems like it's vaguely and it's not actively working against anything that Apple wants to do. And so it's kind of nice to have that comfort and to kind of have the sense that. Um, changes from here are likely going to be sort of slow, more, more likely than not will be slow and would be kind of like a slow decay over time rather than a sharp, abrupt, like fall off a cliff kind of thing that like some new, some new step counting technology appears and someone comes in with a, you know, hot new step counter and it takes over the market. Like that, it seems pretty unlikely. I mean, in, in the same way that like podcasting at this point, like there's enough players and they've been around for long enough and like there's differences in feature and capability and market share but things are just sort of shifting back and forth it's not you know it's not revolutionary it's just this evolutionary progression over time um 
Um, and in some ways I find that it's like, that's, it's, it, in some ways it's kind of like not good to be like be in a saturated market, but it's also kind of nice if you don't necessarily need your marketplace to grow, you know, like I'm not trying to, you know, 10 X my revenue every year. I'm just like, want to stay like I am. So being in a saturated market is actually kind of nice. Well, like nothing will ever stay the way it is forever, but you can choose like, you know, certain, you can choose more or less turbulence depending on like what market you enter or what technology you place bets on or whatever else. And it it is, it's nice to recognize just like, you know, there are different levels of that turbulence depending on what you pick. And there will always be some possibility for turbulence, but, but you can, you can very much choose like your class of it. You know, the same thing applies to like investing. Like there's so much, so much about this where it's like, you know, when you're young, you can take bigger risks and you might want to, but then as you get older or as you get more tired or as you get more busy with other things, you might want to lower the risk of certain things. Like it's important to just recognize that you have lots of options out there and that things will always change. You will, you will be able to deal with the change ultimately. Um, and that's not a bad thing, but you do have some input about how much change that you are likely to face. And I think it's, it's, and the reality is that in summary, it seems like you know, 10 years in, I'm still just as sort of positive about the platform broadly that this is, I think, a good place to make a living that I'm, I enjoy making my living here. And it'll be fascinating if in 10 years, you and I can have, you know, the same conversation with another, you know, at that point, having 20 years of experience um, with, you know, with with this platform and with development here. Yeah. And honestly, if I had to place a bet today, I bet that will happen. I bet we will still be doing this in 10 years and we will be able to have that conversation. We'll just be older. Yeah. <laughs> and more tired. <laughs> and more tired. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.